Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I'm professionally trained in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. I help people overcome mindset challenges. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And if you're on a platform that supports it, please leave us a rating and a review. And thanks to each of you for your support of the podcast. Getting your best version to show up is our discussion for today. The purpose of personal growth and self-improvement, if you weren't aware, is to bring out the best version of yourself and doing so in a compelling way. When we say compelling, we mean bringing out this version of you that's so awesome, that's so super duper, that's so easy for you to love and admire that you want this person to be a part of everything you do on a day-to-day basis. We're able to draw some insights on this very topic from psychology. Everything that we share, for the most part, is all founded in science. The book of the time today, family, we will spend looking at five psychological principles. We're going to certainly take that out of the clinical space and make it very easy to understand five potential strategies that we can use to swiftly yield positive results to get us in this enhanced mindset that brings out the best version of us that allows us to spring forth daily with our best self. If you've been around the podcast for any amount of time, you've heard me talk about morning routine. So most certainly we're going to talk about the morning routine. We're going to dive into prioritizing our tasks. We're going to look at, is there a way for us to integrate fitness and physical activity into our lives? And then we want to look at harnessing the power of positive self-talk. And then we're going to finish it up with incorporating some mindfulness breaks. And all of these things are going to come together to heighten our awareness, heighten our sense of purpose, our confidence, and then our resilience. And if you can be resilient, that means you can bounce back quickly. And when you can bounce back quickly, no matter what your environment throws at you, you will hold fast to this new identity that we're going to help you build right here today. So without any delay, let's jump into the morning routine and talk about that for a moment. Now, you all know, or perhaps you may not know if you're new to the show, welcome. We talk a lot around here about the morning routine. And the morning routine really consists of taking some time to discipline our mind and bodies, sitting down somewhere in a nice, quiet place preferably with a journal and a fresh pen or pencil, training ourselves to sit there and focus on one thing and one thing only. Sort of like making a dog stay. You walk around and all sorts of things that you're doing, he's interested in, he wants to come and see, be a part of, and he's just got to stay. It's very akin to that, but it's a mental exercise. 
while we're doing this mental exercise, what's taking place is we're being exposed to all of the things that we wouldn't normally think about. We're being exposed to what are those prominent things that keep popping into our mind, demanding cycles from us. More importantly, we're able to then uncover and begin to understand what is it that really makes us us or the version that we are so we know how to pivot from there to the version we want to show up on a daily basis. It literally starts that way, or it should start that way for you too. You should get up maybe 15 minutes early to start with, and you should take that time to go find you a quiet place, skip the coffee, skip the lemon water, skip your favorite brew of tea, just go straight to the location, get your journal and your page and your pencil, focus on the rise and fall of your chest or the rise and fall of your stomach or pick if there's a prominent sound in your home. Maybe it's an HVAC unit. Pick something to focus on exclusively. I use my heartbeat most of the time unless I'm doing a meditative walk and then I will just pick something in nature and I will focus on that and that exclusively. That's a little more advanced. By doing this, we are going to begin to understand what is popping up. And if something pops up, just write it down. Say out loud, I understand you're concerned about blah, blah, blah. I've written it down. We'll get to it. And if it pops up again, the exact same thing, just reiterate verbally what you said and go back to your meditation, focusing on whatever it is you're going to focus on. And what you'll find Over time, this is not a one and done. This is going to take you some time. If you're new to it, what you're going to find is you're going to be able to have a degree of awareness that you didn't have before. And this is the key that unlocks all of this self-development, self-growth, self-improvement process, processes. Because family, without the awareness of what you're subconsciously doing and thinking or how you're behaving, you can't go to the next step. So a heightened sense of awareness through this morning routine, journaling, meditation, as you move along, you will incorporate visualization, how you want your day, visualizing with feeling what you want to see your day like. As you begin to practice this, what's going to happen is you'll be entering into your day with a calm, centered, and focused mind. For the people who practice meditation, all of the automatic negative thoughts that will come throughout the day, because you've done this disciplinary deed early in the morning, you have told your mind who's in charge, and that's a pivotal point for you. And this moves us very nicely into our second talking point for today, which is prioritizing our tasks. It's important for us to identify and prioritize our tasks because when we bring to the day a strategy, a set of must-hit targets, this is what gives us now the focus that we need 
so that when environmental variables enter into your life, unplanned things that you didn't visualize that sort of just pop up in forms of resistance, you're able to then have a calm because you've practiced meditation. So you're not going to get emotionally engaged, wasting energy or worse, getting so emotionally involved that old unproductive memories start to rush in like a flood and create a set of low-level vibrations that you can't get out of until the next day. With your meditation complete and done properly and the prioritization of your tasks, now you can respond in a way that makes sense, in a way that allows you to preserve emotional capital for the rest of the day, and it gives you a sense of purpose. And anytime we have purpose, this is going to be that little spark that we need for get started energy and also for motivation. When you have a clear view of what you're going after in a given day and you start to hit milestones and you start to check the boxes, it's even really cool if you have them in a journal and you can see yourself checking them off. When you sense that that thing is done and it's accomplished, that's a really good feeling. There's a release that you have of very positive energy and it exudes your entire being all the way down to the cellular level. And this is what keeps you going. With the prioritization, now we're helping to also manage what some of us feel sometimes as called overwhelm. We've now taken that big honking fish and we've sliced it into small bite-sized pieces that we can handle, that we can digest. This way, you're able to tackle a project, a task, a milestone without feeling like it's overwhelming you, without feeling like it's daunting, without feeling like, oh my gosh, I need so much energy to get started on this. Make it a habit to prioritize your day, to prioritize your week. We've done quite a bit of work on this specific podcast talking about long and short-term objectives and making a vision for your future. All of these things come together to set up a positive mental mindset and a positive environment where then we can have the momentum, the get-started energy that we need to go ahead and start working these priorities. And it's incredibly satisfying when you're ticking off these items. It just feels good. Your self-esteem takes a positive hit. Yeah, the productivity side of you, who's always counting did we win or not, gets a big old check in the win column. It just reinforces the notion that we are able with the proper focus to make meaningful progress. Number three is physical activity. I have an opportunity to speak with a lot of people. Those of you who are returning listeners that are part of the family, you hear me say this quite often. And all of the jobs that I occupy in a given day, I get to talk to so many people on so many levels. What I'm finding unilaterally is people are saying that they don't have time to work out. They don't have time to exercise. 
I am challenging all of my loved ones, all of my friends, all of my colleagues to not say that anymore. There's high intensity training that we can all do inside of 10 minutes that does for the body, for the mind, at a cellular level, what my five mile walk each morning does. There are processes that are only run as a result of us putting a little bit of physical stress on these bodies. And these are restorative processes. If you neglect to do these, you continue to decay at a rapid rate. By exercising, you can slow this process down. Proper eating or proper diet, proper rest, the admission of alcohol, all of those things count as well. But again, there's certain things that restorative processes that don't run unless you go and put a physical strain on your body at a muscular skeletal level. It's important once you cross over 40 to have a regular regimen of exercising in order to maintain muscle mass. The more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn. We want to be in a place where we can do at least 15 minutes of exercise each day. At least two days of those should be strength training. Those participants who do strength training at least two times a week were, I believe it was 60% less likely to develop uh, degenerative mental diseases. Make time to take care of your body. You only get one of them. If you're like me and you were, you know, somewhat abusive to your body in your 20s, make sure as you age, you age gracefully through this process of taking time to exercise regularly at least five days a week. Three days of cardio, 15 minutes. Two days of anaerobic or muscular exercise, you're done. 15 minutes. If you don't have 15 minutes, you can go on YouTube. They have hit high-intensity workouts that are seven minutes in duration. You can do those and have it done in no time. Number four is self-talk. Now, when you're doing your morning meditation and you've been doing it for, oh, I don't know, two to four weeks, you will become very aware of your self-talk, whether your self-talk is pro-you or anti-you. For eight out of 10 people, it's going to be anti-you, meaning it's going to share with you things that don't make you feel good, things that stop you cold in your tracks, and things that don't elevate or lift you up. What you want to do, execute a principle called reframing. And when we reframe something, we're taking the negative aspects of it away and we're exchanging it for a positive spin. In my mind, if my thought is telling me, you know what, Mike, that specific task there you're not going to be able to do that. Remember when we tried it and then a memory flashes before me of me trying it and not succeeding? Remember that, Mike? And I go, absolutely, I remember that. That was three or four years ago. I'm not the same person now. I have 
come a mighty long way. And as a result of that journey, I've learned a lot of things about me. Back then, I may not have done what was necessary to press through. I might have accepted that as being final, but I know now that that's not the case. So I'm merely going to keep trying until I do succeed. And you're going to do it with me. This is you talking to you. And you may have to say it more than once. But once you say it assertively, the body tends to get in line. If you're a positive person, you can train your mind to rule over your body. If you're a negative person, hopefully you're not, instinctively, the low-level vibrations that create all of that extra feeling and emotion, it will rule over your mind. And that's where we get all of these 236 mental illnesses that we have today. The shift in mindset, it's going to boost your confidence and it's going to create for you encouragement so that you can be proactive and solution-oriented We don't want to think about shoulda, woulda, couldas. We don't want to think about what the past was like. That's just that. That was yesterday. Today's a new day with new and fresh opportunity that we can seize if we would just speak to ourselves positively. That's all we got to do. Just practice consistency with this and make it a part of who you are. Make it a part of your identity. Tell yourself, we always speak to ourselves lovingly and positively. If there is something that we don't know how to do, we can learn how to do it. Keep being your chief cheerleader. And the last principle is mindful breaks. Here's what this means. If you find yourself in a tough set of circumstances, your environment has dealt you a trigger, something that makes you feel some kind of way, or it's pressed one of your buttons, something that makes you act a certain way, then just get over by yourself. Find a way to get by yourself and do the 5-5 breathing exercise. Take in through your nose, 1-1002, 1003, 1004, 1005, and let it out very slowly through your mouth and put your lips together so There's resistance. The air can't come out quickly. Do that for one or two minutes and then check back in with yourself. If you get to a point where you can feel your heart rate, then you know you've settled down. Now is an opportunity for you to make a good decision. And the decision is this. I'm going back to the good state that I was in. I'm going to mark on my phone, whatever I have near me, what it was that triggered me. And I'm going to put that on my list of things to go after. Or perhaps it's not that extreme. Maybe you're just working an environment or on a task that's just very draining. It's just taking a lot of your resources to get this thing done. It's totally fine for you to step away from a little while, that task. Go for a walk, right? Listen to some music. Chat with one of your good friends. Get your mind off of that subject for a little while just to give you a little bit of an opportunity to recharge your batteries. This is what we call mental well-being. This is what we call mental health. It's important that we take the time to 
encourage ourselves, to build ourselves up. And if we're faced with things that are, you know, large in the manner in which it draws energy from us or away from us, then taking a break is a fantastic thing to do. It prevents burnout and it improves our ability to have overall resilience. And remember, when we have resilience, we can bounce back quickly. Don't be afraid to take an intentional pause throughout the day to recharge your batteries. And that way you can come back and approach a challenge with a clear mind and with an equilibrium that is free of internal stress as a result of you just trying to press through this particular point, this particular area, this hard spot that you're in. Cultivate the ability for you to take care of you. This is how you become your best version. I really like this concept of being my best self. I've been talking to folks about this for quite some time, best self, best version. But to get your best version to show up daily, you're going to have to practice. These principles are very straightforward, but they take time and they take effort and they require commitment. So as you're going through this and you're developing strategies and you're exploring this whole notion of becoming and getting the best version of yourself to show up daily, you're going to have to stay on this path. You can't backslide. You can't renege. You got to say, this is for me no matter what. And one thing we know about not giving up, the person who never gets up, the person who never gives up, they always get the prize. They always get the bag. They always achieve the goal, the dream, the aspiration. And I want that so much for you. The journey toward self-actualization, it's not one of suddenness. So remember, you're going to have to commit to this. Stay the course. Don't give in. Don't give up. Giving in and giving up are not good strategies. As each day unfolds, remember that you possess the capacity to create the world and the circumstances that are best suited for you and your being. And if you would like to have your best version to show up daily, all you need to do is adopt these principles, do them with zeal and purpose, hold fast, and we just watch the results take place. You'll be amazed and incredibly proud of your accomplishment. And that's going to conclude this episode. Thank you for your time and attention. It's getting incredibly difficult to slot new folks in the coaching program. We've got a few slots left for next month. So if you're interested, head on over to the site, www.yourthoughtlife.com. Book a discovery session. Let's see if we're a good fit. I want to do everything I can to help you. And I also want you to remember that you are enough. You can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.